SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Welcome to Girl Talk. I'm your host, Michelle Davenport. Now let's get into it. Hi, friends. I'm Michelle Davenport. Welcome to Girl Talk. You're listening to episode 74 today, and we are talking about keep walking. You know, several years ago, I was invited to a women's conference, and this was before your phones had the GPS and my car didn't have a GPS, and my husband had to write out directions for me to get to the conference. Well, I was driving and I thought, I've been driving for a long time and I can't see the exit he wants me to take. And so I got extremely nervous and I pulled off the road. I called my husband and he said, Michelle, your exit is just right around the corner. Keep going. I said, but what if it's not? Then I'm going to be late. He goes, Michelle, trust me, the exit that you need is just right around the corner. It just keep going. Well, you know what? My husband was absolutely right. I just kept going and within a half a mile, there was my exit. Um, and then, you know what, when I started thinking about this, I started thinking about Joshua one, I mean, Joshua six, one through five. And did you know, God already gave the city to them. All they had to do is decide to obey. That's all. Joshua six, two says this. Then the Lord said, said in Hebrew as certified, appointed and commanded Joshua. See, I have given you Jericho into your hands. Uh, direction and power. That's what he's saying. I have given you hands means direction and power. So the Lord's saying, I've already appointed you and commanded you and certified you. And I've already given you direction and power right into your hands. Just like my husband, he says, I've given you those directions. Trust the directions, Michelle, just keep going. The, the exit is right around the corner. This is what, this is what God's saying. He was saying to Joshua, I have certified you with direction and power to successfully take Jericho. It's only when they made a decision to believe and obey that they had the victory and the walls came down. Decision means to decide. The root word of decide is side, like homicide, suicide, death, kill, which means you need to put to death any other option but to believe and obey. Amen? We need to put any other option Besides obeying, we need to put it to death. We need to just let it die because we need to know that we need to obey God no matter what. Remember when Jesus said, pick up your mat and walk? When he obeyed, he walked. The man with the withered hand, Jesus said, stretch out your hand. When he obeyed, his hand was completely restored. It took faith for him to stretch out his hand. And I wonder how many times he looked at his withered hand and wanted to stretch it out. But when Jesus said, there's power in the word, right? When Jesus said, stretch out your hand, he did it. You know what? Lazarus, he said, come out. And obedience broke the death off of Lazarus. Lazarus didn't stay in the tomb and say, well, I've already been dead. (laughs) You know, how can I come out? Why am I hearing Jesus' voice? No, he just came out. 
He just headed out. He was dead, and he heard the voice of Jesus, and he came out. Noah sat in the ark for seven days after the ark was built with no evidence of a flood coming. Not one rain cloud in the sky, not one raindrop hitting the roof, no thunder, no wind, no sign of rain. But Noah had a word God said, certified, and appointed Noah to build, and he made a decision to obey. Then Noah saw the power of God's word. That's when he, that's when he saw the power of God's word. It was when he obeyed, amen? Peter cast out your net on the right side, and as soon as he obeyed, he had more fish than he had ever had, ever. Peter told Dorcas to get up. She was, uh, she was dead. She opened her eyes, and she sat up. Remember in Acts 12, 7, Harold had just beheaded James, and he had Peter thrown into the jail. Then, that night, before Harold was going to bring Peter out and behead him, the angel of the Lord showed up while Peter was sleeping, and he hit Peter, and he said, get up. When Peter got up, the chains fell off. If we're not careful, we could miss this. First, Peter obeyed. The angel said, get up. He got up. Oftentimes, God will tell us to do something, and we want to question God. Well, why should I get up? Why are you waking me up in the middle of the night? You know, are you, are you here to save me, or what are you here for? No. The angel said, get up, and Peter got up, and then the chains fell off. So, so oftentimes, we're waiting for this deliverance, and we're waiting for God to step in when he says, you know what? Do what I told you to do. Get up. You, <laughs> get up. Can you look, you know, can this is, listen, can you look at your life and can you ever remember a time God told you to get up and go? Just get up and go. Go do it. He spoke it into your spirit and you knew in your heart, but you disobeyed and you didn't get victory in that situation. But then, you know, six months had passed and God told you to get up, get up and go do this. And you did it and you had victory. That's what we're talking about today. We're talking about keep walking no matter what. Keep walking no matter what. Okay, I know many of you are standing on the promises of God this year and you're expecting and, and, and wanting and hoping and praying for new things to happen. But in order for that to, to all these things to happen in our lives, we've got to keep walking, keep walking on the word of God. When God told me to write my first book and then he told me it would become a movie, you know what? I just signed a contract in May of 2022 with Unveiled Studios. But it's been 22 years, y'all. I just kept walking on his word. Did I make some mistakes along the way? You bet I did. (laughs) I made plenty of mistakes along the way. But that's okay. As long as your mistakes don't keep you planted in the same spot that you were 10 years ago, it's okay. Learn from them. Get up. Dust yourself off and keep going. Keep walking. Keep walking is a metaphor for keep believing. You know, it wasn't long ago that I... I woke up one, one day with just ten, tinnitus in my ears, just, just extreme heavy ringing in my ears. And it went on for about a week, and I, I thought, I'm not going to say anything. This will go away. Well, it didn't go away. So I mentioned it to my husband. He said, oh, it ought to go away. It's just something going on. And it didn't go away. And we were going on a month and two months and three months. And it was 4th of July. And I'll never forget it as long as I live. It was 4th of July. And we were having family over. And I went into my closet. And it was a hot 4th of July day. And I went in my closet. And my closet has no vents in it. So it's a walk-in closet. But it's hot. And I went in there. And I started crying out to the Lord. Because this ringing, y'all, was unlike anything I ever heard in my life. It was so strong, so loud. 
It was piercing. It was nonstop, 24 hours a day. And I'm a person that loves peace and quiet. I'm a person that loves to get along with God. I love people, but then I love to just be up on that mountain and be alone with God, study his word, read his word, worship. And this ringing that was nonstop in my ear, and it was interfering with everything. And I went in my closet and put my hands over my ears, and I started praying. And I started reminding God of all the miracles he'd already done in my life. And I said, I know you can heal, heal me, Lord. I know you can. And about 10 minutes of praying, I, I had my hands tightly over my ears, which my ears should have been sweating by this point. But instead, my ears were ice cold. And I knew in that moment, girls, that God had healed my ears, but I, I had to walk it out. And it wasn't to exactly a month later on August 4th that I really knew that God had healed me and, that, and the ringing had subsided. I had to keep walking. It was, it was literally my entire summer, my ears were ringing. But God healed me. But I had to keep walking on that moment, that, that special moment that I had with him in my closet. I knew in that moment when my ears were like ice cubes that he healed my ears. But I still had to walk on, on in faith. I didn't have any evidence of that, but I had to believe. Amen? So this leads me to that Jericho wall that we're talking about. This leads me to what I really want to discuss about keep walking. And Jericho, I just wanted you to know that it was the oldest city in the world. It was nine acres. The wall was 30 feet tall, 20 feet deep, two layers. God came to Joshua and he told him his big plan for the walls to come down. And many of you know this story. He said, listen, you and all the men of war should walk around. Listen, they were fighting men. They were men of war. They were used to carrying weapons and getting stuff done like that. But he says, listen, y'all to walk around the city once each day for six days with seven priests and seven trumpets. And on the seventh day, march around seven times. Then the priest should blow the trumpets. And then I want you, shh, just be quiet. And then he said this, then I want y'all to shout and sit back and watch the walls crumble. Has God ever asked you to do something that outlandish, out of your comfort zone? Anyone knows me and follows me on Facebook knows that I pray a prayer every day. God used me to be an answer to somebody else's prayer. God has had me do some pretty outlandish things. Things that I'm thinking back on even in this moment, I think, oh my gosh. It's nothing but the pure faith in me that had me to continue to do what he was asking me to do. So many times he has told me to put money in an envelope and write a scripture on it and put it in my truck and he would show me who to give it to. So many times I've gone into stores that I didn't plan on going into and that just to go and find the person that God wanted them to have that money in that scripture. And God made me know for sure that it wasn't about the money. The money, yes, would bless the person. But it was the scripture that I'd written down that he had told me that was really going to minister to them in that moment. God has had me speak things when I'm on the phone with people that, you know, business people that I don't have a relationship with. And he's had me speak a word to them in that moment. God has had me do some really crazy things like walking around, you know, a wall. And then saying, listen, you're not going to fight. You're not going to do anything aggressively. What you're going to do is walk around and you're going to be quiet. And in the word of God, it didn't say that people on the Jericho wall was, that had to be quiet. So I'm sure they were mocking him and laughing at him like, what are you doing walking around? You think that's going to make the wall come down? You think you're going to get through this fortified wall and get into the promised land by just walking seriously? But yes, y'all, yes, girls, that's how we get there. That's how we get the victory by just keep walking. 
Yeah, you might need to stop and catch your breath, but as long as you keep walking, you're going to see the victory in your life. Amen? You just got to keep walking. I remember reading about this uh, African impala, and it's a, a strange one, a strange animal, because the impala can jump 30 feet in distance and 10 feet high. But what's fascinating about the African impala is that a zoo can keep him behind a three-foot wall. And you might think, well, how is that possible if the African impala can jump 10 feet high and 30 feet in distance? Well, the impala will not jump where he can't see where he's going to land. And that's how they keep him behind a three-foot wall. So that I want to talk today about three reasons we might stop walking. And the first reason we might stop walking is because we can't see where we're going to land. Each time God has asked me to do something in my ministry, I could never see where I was going to land. When he asked me to write a book, you got to know English was my worst subject. And I didn't even graduate until I was 34. I got my GED. Because many of you know my story. My mother was a heroin addict. I didn't make it through. I barely got my toe in 10th grade. English was my worst subject. And then the Lord had the audacity (laughs) to ask me to write a book. But you know what? Five books later, I'm still writing to this day. And that book he asked me to write, he told me would turn into a movie. And as I said before, I'd already signed a contract. So I had to jump before I could see where I was going to land. Then the Lord said, hey, write a column in the local paper called Choices Are for the Living. So I wrote a column for over a year for the local paper. Do you know what? He turned that book that, that column into a book called Choices Are for the Living. Then he said, hey, you know what? I want you to call Life 88.5, and I want you to get an interview, and I want you to start imparting vertical hope on Life 88.5 in Kansas City. And that's a whole miracle story in itself, but for a year I did that. For a year I was on that radio station. Then he had me be a part of Christian Mix 106, which I'm still a part of today where you're listening to this, most of you. God always tells me to jump before I see where I'm going to land, y'all. Then, I, and then he told me to start a podcast called Girl Talk. Exactly what you're listening to today. Then he told me, listen, your, your show, it's going to be a TV show. And it's now a TV show on, on many different networks. God always tells me to jump before I can see where I'm going to land. And he always has me keep walking. No matter what, I'm going to keep walking. Listen, y'all, that was the first reason that you might, keep, you might stop walking to get to your promised land, is that you can't see where you're going to land. A fortified wall does not mean God's forfeit, God's promise. Keep walking, y'all. Just because you can't see where you're going to land doesn't mean God doesn't have a plan for you when you do. Amen? Amen. Here's another one. It ta- Listen, this is what the Lord spoke in my spirit a long time ago. The time it takes you to look for excuses all the time, the enemy needs to give you one. I had to walk around the walls of being molested, raped by my uncle, then date raped, held hostage by a drug dealer who was my stepdad. I was raised by a heroin addict mom. I was hit on, spit on, tied up, and tortured by a boyfriend. I eventually lost my entire family, but God said, keep walking, Michelle. I'm going to rebuild I'm going to rebuild. Yes, you're going to mourn all these people, but I'm going to rebuild what the enemy has stole from you. 
And he did. My family is growing leaps and bounds through marriages and babies, grandbabies. I'm telling you what, God is true to his promise. The victory and all of that and how I was raised, it came in the forgiveness. And when I stand praying, I forgive anyone that's done anything so that my heavenly father can forgive me. Amen. Mark eleven twenty five. Freedom was in that promise. You can't let what happened to you stop what God wants to do through you. Keep walking. The second reason we stop walking is we don't see a change or evidence a change. My mama got pneumonia and the, my dad called and said, hey, I don't think she's going to make it. You need to come to the hospital. The moment I walked in, everybody said, hey, Michelle, come here. Meet the doctor. You know, this is your mama's doctor. I walked straight up to him, y'all. I stuck my hand out. I said, how does it feel to be the doctor that's going to heal my mama? That God's going to use to heal my mama was the exact words. He just looked at me and said, I don't know. And I said, I do know. My mom will survive. And you know what? She survived. We keep walking even though we don't see change. Did, did she get healed in that, right that, in that moment that I spoke those words? No. But a week later, she was out of ICU. We got to keep walking even when we don't see change. Amen. Even though we don't see change, we got to keep walking. Every day for six days, the Israelites kept walking in silence. We never read that they complained or camped halfway through or asked God why. Why, why, why do we got to do this? Nope, they just kept walking. They had a promise. They made the decision to put all doubt aside, all unbelief aside, all uncertainly to death, and the walls would come down. I don't know about you, but I want to see progress. I want to see a crack in the wall. When I go around, I want to see Lisa Stonefall. I want to know that all that walking in silence is going to work. I make a list and mark things off the list. And I'll tell you what, if I do anything that wasn't on that list, I put it on so I can mark it off. I want to see change, y'all. That's my human nature. But the spiritual person in me, the spiritual man in me, trusts God and allows me to keep walking even when I don't see change. If your marriage stays the same, after praying, keep walking. If your job stays the same, keep walking. If your prayer stays the same, keep, keep walking. God is doing way more behind our back than he is ever doing in front of our faces. Amen. Amen. We grow weary in the well-doing. The third thing and last thing that keeps us from keep walking and obeying is Exactly what I said. We grow weary in the well-doing. When the doctor says your child's spine will get worse, you keep walking. My daughter's spine was at, I believe, a 37. Yes, 37. We had to take her and she had to have her spine measured and it was at a 37. We prayed, came back a year later and it changed to a 29. And the doctor took three x-rays because he could not believe her, her spine moved. And I I was telling him, it's a power of prayer. It's the power of prayer. God moves things. We kept walking. Even when we grow weary, even when we grow tired, when the school says your youngest child will never mature past the uh, second grade, you keep walking. I sat down with a group leaders at one of my child's school. They said she would never grow past the second grade. Well, my child did. Amen. I kept walking in the promises of God. I kept believing God's word. And she is a beautiful young woman married with three boys. 
intelligent in every way. I just kept walking. I just kept believing God. When you tried to quit smoking for eight years and you failed every single year, you keep walking, you keep trying. Listen, there's some of you smokers out there that you made a New Year's revolution and resolution and you're saying, you know what? I don't know if I can do this. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I tried for eight years and finally God delivered me with no withdrawals whatsoever, nothing. God, I sat out on a stoop the day before Easter and I said, God, you know what? I put so many stipulations on you to deliver me. I didn't want to go through withdrawals, gain weight, be cranky, all the jazz. But today I'm saying I'll go through it all because your son died for my sin and I want to give one back. I want to give this back to you, God. And you know, Sunday morning, I got up Easter Sunday and I went to church and I've never had a cigarette since and it's been 20 something years now. God is faithful. We cannot lose heart. We cannot grow weary in the well-doing. When you keep seeking God and you keep walking, God shows up. The promise Listen to this. The promise was behind the wall. Many times there will be an obstacle in front of our promise. You know, for those of you who haven't read the story, you know, this was the Israelites. They were supposed to take Jericho down, that wall, that fortified wall. And the promised land was behind that wall. And that promise has been promised for decades. And they were finally going to take it. But what they had to do was get past that wall and all the people behind that wall. And that wall had to come down. The promise was behind the wall. Like I said, many times there will be an obstacle in front of our promise. The apostle Paul said everything written in the past was written to teach us. Sometimes it's the walls we built with our own hands that keep us from the promise of God. The walls sometimes act like a movie screen as God uses the projector to play scenes of our life. As we walk around the wall, we can see the wall of unforgiveness and bitterness, of pride, of doubt, unbelief, disappointments. Oh, don't give up. Don't give up, girls. Don't give up on God's word. Girls, let's keep walking. I know you get tired. I know the fight can be hard. I know standing takes strength and believing takes faith, but we got to keep walking, girls. The walls of Jericho did come down, but one thing I noticed above all, God told them to be quiet and walk. But after they made the decision to put to death any any other option, but to obey and keep walking, God told them to shout. Not after the walls came down, but before. Don't let Satan steal your praise. I'm going to end with this story right now. Don't let the enemy steal your praise. Remember our third thing that keeps us from walking, keep walking, is that we grow weary. And I remember when we first bought this house, it was just, when when we moved in, the realtor said, you know what, I don't think the seller is uh, still, is not completely moved out. Well, he wasn't. He left all his stuff in the icebox. There was trash all in the basement. There were so many things going wrong with this house. Um, we walked into trash everywhere, foundation issues, sub pump issues, flooding issues, electrical issues, drainage issues. Everything that went wrong went wrong. And you know, for months, I just cried and cried every single day. And I remember one day the electrical company was coming to move the lines to put the pool in the electrical lines. And so my husband left, but he came right back in. He goes, let's pray. (laughs) Sometimes y'all, we forget to do the common sense thing, which is to pray. He said, let's pray. And you know what? They cut that line. They cut that line. 
And they, they knocked on my door. They said, I'm sorry, you lost power. I said, I haven't lost power. And they go, well, we just cut your main line. I said, well, we didn't lose power. He says, well, we must have cut a neighbor's line. They went all around the neighbors. No neighbors lost power. And at the end of the day, what they found out is they cut our line, but God held our line. We never lost electricity. They, but they cut it. I mean, they had to have somebody else come in. They were working with lights and everything at night. They had to have a, the electrician come out and, and splice the line back together. They had cut it. You know what? God's faithful. God's faithful. God's faithful. And although the enemy stole my praise for many months, my friend Pam, she told her daughter what was going on, and her daughter sent me this video. And this video talked about this lady that's going through all these trials. And then the Lord said, well, don't let it steal your praise. Well, I got a hold of that word, y'all. I got a hold of that word. Don't let Satan steal my praise. And I started walking around this house. I said, I'm not going to let you steal my praise. No, devil, you're not going to steal my praise. And I, I did this for quite some time. And then the Lord, Lord said, well, then don't. Start praising me. And so I, I thought, well, how silly. I'm sitting there confessing, don't let him steal your praise. But yet I'm letting him steal it still because I'm not praising him. So I started breaking out in praise. We made it through that and God redeemed it all. And I loved this house, but there was a time that I hated it. I cursed the day we ever bought it. I thought, how did we miss God? We prayed about it. We even prayed for the number and all the things that we should pray for as far as buying it. But I tell you what, all those trials that we went through taught me more than I could have ever learned in 15 years. I learned in that first year of buying this house. It taught me patience and it taught me forgiveness. It taught me how to lean on God. It taught me to pray first. And you'd think a woman of God of so many years that I would know that. But sometimes we just forget. I'm just being honest. Sometimes I get caught up so in the moment. Maybe you have never been there. Maybe I'm the only heathen. <laughs> but sometimes I get caught up in the moment and what's going on that I forget to pray. I forget to keep walking on God's word. Listen, y'all, the promised land was behind the wall. The promised land that they were believing for and that God promised them was behind the wall. And many of you girls today, you're believing for something, but you can't see it because it's behind the wall. And I want you to remember, I want you to remember this, just because you can't see where you're going to jump and where you're going to land doesn't mean you shouldn't jump. And I want you to remember, just because you don't have any evidence of change doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. You just keep walking. And I want you to remember that you don't grow weary in the well-doing. Don't grow weary in the well-doing. Because when you grow weary in the well-doing, you want to stop walking because you get tired. You just keep believing God. You keep, keep hanging on to his word. You get a hold of his promises. You write them on your sticky notes and put them in your bathroom. Stomp them on your forehead with, with a sticky note. You keep walking. Amen. Amen. Don't you have that Impala spirit? Don't you dare go into 2023 having an Impala spirit where you will not jump where you can't see where you land. If I never done that, I would have never wrote a book and it would never be becoming a movie. I would never have had the opportunity to sow vertical hope into literally millions of people through the radio, through media, through all the platforms God has allowed me and blessed me with. If I could, if I had to wait till I could see where I'd land, I would never done any of it. God has things for you to do, girls, and I want to see you do them. 
But you're going to have to go ahead and jump before you can see where you're landing. And you're going to have to have courage and strength and not give up. Amen? Amen. Well, this has been your girl talk. And I never want to get off here without telling you where you can find me. You can find me on Facebook at Faith Builders Ministries, Inc. Also, it's Arthur Michelle uh, Davenport, Michelle with one L. You can also listen to me on the Christian Mix 106 every Wednesday and Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern, every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, every Saturday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern for Girl Talk. You know what I always say? I say, go out there and be willing to be an answer to somebody else's prayer. Why? Because it will change you. Not only them, but you. Amen? Well, until we talk again, Lord, Lordy, Lordy, I bless bless you. I bless you and I bless you and I bless you. Bye-bye. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soul Win women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soul Win women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.